Welcome to A Pastor's Perspective. Now life is full of heartache, struggle, and pain, but the way we see it, we overcome because He overcame. We are to always pray. And everything that we do, we do it in Jesus' name. Now, a pastor is a shepherd. He's not selfish. He's friendly. He's a helper. A pastor is a teacher. Faithful. Sensible. He's much more than just a preacher. A leader. Well-respected. And this, well, this, my friends, is a pastor's perspective. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Thank you for tuning in tonight again for another uh, uh, episode, excuse me, of A Pastor's Perspective. I got tongue-tied there. I'm so excited to be with you all this evening. God bless you to all of the FGWWC family. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. Apostle, I know you're in the green room, but a lot of your family's on tonight. Thank you for being on to my KWCI family that's on tonight. God bless you, everyone that's tuning in and coming in. We certainly are glad to have you on tonight. Listen, I'm Pastor Kelvin Steele, your host of A Pastor's Perspective podcast right here, and I'm excited to have my special guest again with me on tonight, Apostle Dana Holmes. And my prayer tonight is that we will be able to get into our session on divine healing. Last time I had him, I got it started and we just went a whole different route, but I'm here to tell you, God bless that night as well. So I'm looking forward to getting him in the green room. I'm going to get out of the green room. I'm going to bring him in in the next few seconds. But for those of you that are on Facebook, go ahead and do me a huge honor and share so we can get so many people on tonight to hear what this great man of God has to say. Without any further ado, Apostle, God bless you. God bless you. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's always good to see you with that million-dollar smile. I got to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was telling uh, for all of you that are on tonight, I tried to put on a shirt tonight that uh, would match what Apostle normally comes out in, but I failed miserably again. <laughs> but the anointing is going to fall on me <laughs> to catch up with your shirt game. But listen, we honor you, Apostle. We thank you. I thank you again for taking the time to be with me again tonight on the broadcast. It's my honor. It's my honor. It yes. is. And I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about tonight. The faith for divine healing, the faith for divine healing. For those of you that have never heard this man's teaching or have never followed this ministry, which I don't know who you would be. Uh, God has been faithful. How many years now, Apostle? How many years has it been? It's 49 years. It'll be 50 years, February the 16th. Almost 50. Well, just might as well say because we're there. Right. 50 years of ministry of God doing wonderful things. So the last time I had your apostle, I put on a clip of your mentor, your man of God, apostle, Arturo Skinner. And I may get, get in there a little bit tonight, but I did a little something uh, that I hope you will be pleased with. So for about in just a minute, <laughs> okay. I've got three clips of you that really blessed me. Okay. With faith, 
dealing with healing and a whole lot of other things that lasts about two minutes. So I'm going to get that re-queued up for you and it's going to bless you. I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll enjoy it. So I want to start off, Apostle, almost 50 years in ministry. Could you talk to me about healing? Just on the onset, what is divine healing? Divine healing is healing by the power of God. Uh, and that's basically it, the power of God and by the power of God alone. Yes, sir. In other words, it's not God plus medicine. That, that happens as well. But divine healing is healing, is supernatural healing. It's healing through faith in God's word where God touches your body and makes you ever with hope. Wow. So when we talk about divine healing, um, I'm preparing at our ministry uh, towards the end of December, Apostle. I've been using a, a book called uh, The Gifts of the Spirit by Derek Prince okay. uh, in conjunction with the Word of God. And it deals with, when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, I know you know this, but miracles and, and healing and faith are miracles and healing the same do you operate do, do you function this do they function the same through an individual how do they work yeah when you think of the definition of a miracle as a divine intervention into the ordinary course of nature mm. then then healing divine healing would be a miracle but it's different from gift of miracles that the Bible speaks of in 1 Corinthians 12. Yes, sir. The gift of miracles has nothing to do with healing. In a general sense, healing is a miracle because it's a divine intervention into the ordinary course of nature. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, the first man, that the first healing in the ministry of Jesus was the nobleman's son in John, I believe chapter four. Yes, sir. And this man came to Jesus with his son at home at the point of death. And he came to Jesus and asked Jesus to come and lay his hands on his son so that he would live. And Jesus responded to the man by saying, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Jesus did that for, for a reason, because he's trying to get the man out of the arena of sense realm and into faith. Yes, when Jesus said that to the man, the man responded to Jesus, Lord, come ere my child die. Then Jesus said to the man, Go your way, your son lives. Now the scripture says, and the man believed that the word, the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. And on his way, when he got there, I think maybe even before he got there, he was told, your son lives. And he said, when he, he inquired when he began to amend. 
And they said yesterday about the seventh hour, the fever left him. Now, what's interesting to me is that the Bible calls it a miracle. And yes, yet sir. it was not instantaneous. He began to amend. The fever left him, and then he continued to get better and better. It was not an instantaneous miracle, if you will. Yes, sir. As we were called, because a lot of people think, and I used to think, it's a miracle if it's instant. Okay. We have to understand that healings can be both gradual or instant. And it would still be a miracle. <sighs> For instance, I used to go to Charleston every year. Yes, sir. For like twice a year, back in the 80s, Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, sir. And there was a particular church I used to go to. Twice a year, I would go in April and October. And one year, I went in October, and I would have ministered, I was ministered, always ministered healing. Yes, sir. And after a woman came up to me after service one night, and she said, I guess you don't remember me. And I said, and I looked at her, I said, No, um, I don't. I see a lot of people. And back in the in those days, remember people used to wear those curls, curly kits, and all that. Yes, sir. Well. She had a head full of curls and she shook her head. She said, all of this is mine. And I said, what happened? She said, last year in October, she said, I was dying with cancer. Last year, you came and laid hands on me. She said, the Lord healed me. But she went on to say, however, And it was not until April that the doctor said you are cancer free. Jesus, Jesus. From October to April, <coughs> she still got a miracle, but it was gradual. Yes, sir. At the same time, I went to a, a church in Spartanburg uh, in the 80s also, probably 85, somewhere in there. There was a woman who came in the service, being invited by someone else. Now I know the story now because it's after the fact, but I didn't know all of the details before that. Yes, sir. The night or so before this woman, this other woman came to the, was healed. She was having a problem with her stomach and the Lord, uh, matter of fact, before we close, I want to, we're going to pray, okay? Before yes, we close out tonight, because yes, the Lord sir. already spoke to me about somebody, I mean, a few hours ago. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do that. So the, the Lord is going to heal people tonight. Glory. I felt tonight, that. Tonight. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to heal people. But anyway, the woman had something wrong with her stomach. The Lord healed her. And so she convinced this other woman who had the cancer to come to the service. It was a Friday night. 
she convinced her cousin. She said, oh, no, I just, you know, she had just had some kind of treatment that day. She was not feeling well. But the girl persuaded her. The young lady persuaded her. Yes, sir. And when she came, I didn't know anything about any of this. But at a certain point, I called the people. I said, anybody want healing, come up here. And had them lying across the front. And I went by them and touched everyone. And they all, they started falling to the floor. From the first one all the way down. And this woman was in that group. And after everybody fell, I mean, it was, that was the end of it. I handed the microphone to the pastor because I was going to, for him to close out the service. Yes, I had to step over people to get out. I stepped over people and went to the back and went in this office and sat down. After I was in there for a minute, I heard somebody screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed of cancer. So that made me get up and come back out. Yes, sir. When I, when I came back and opened the door, I see this woman walking around in a circle with her hands raised up, praising God, saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm healed. Now, here's the backstory on that, or, or what further happened after that. That woman, when she went back to the doctors, they could not find any cancer in her body at all. Now, I was a friend of the pastor. Yes, sir. So he kept me, you know, abreast of what was going on. That woman wound up joining his church, and it was a great thing because he taught healing and faith, and all of that. And I, I mean, I, I, I used to love to hear him teach. And he taught, um, he taught that his name was uh, Pastor Dentley. Yes, sir. Pastor Kenneth Dentley. So, Apostle, I, I wouldn't dare uh, try to teach you this, but I just, for everybody that's on, within just five minutes of this man of God teaching, I believe personally something is already broken. When you said these words, I felt, I, and I know we don't always go by feeling, I'm just, but I, I felt something break when you said a miracle, and I'm paraphrasing, can be gradual or it can be instant. Right. I, I just believe someone who's been still dealing with symptoms, but you're still healed. Amen. I believe that was a divine moment for you. I felt that in my core, that that was a moment for somebody right there. Amen. Just a nugget for me that answered the questions. Okay, you, you declared that I'm healed. I have the faith to be healed, but I'm still dealing with gradual and instant. Right, right. And sometimes in her case, and that woman, 10 years later was still healed. They used to take, she's go down, they take a light and put up on the inside of us searching and never found anything. But I think that the key to that was that she sat under this man of God who was teaching the word. Yes, sir. And, and that's one of the things about them. We get into faith. I'm, I'm going to tell you something about <laughs> when we talk about faith and healing. I'm going to tell you the number one reason. Yes, sir. Why people don't receive healing. The yes, number one reason. All right. Well, 
for everyone that's on. I see some more people joining in. God bless you. Many people are sharing. Thank you. I'm going to pause here for just two moments. Uh, put this quick clip on of Apostle. We're going to try this again. And uh, Apostle, when I come back, I'm going to ask you about the demonic and deliverance. Okay. All right. So we're going to step off just for a minute. You all stay tuned and enjoy what you're about. The word of the Lord is coming to me now. There are some under the sound of my voice. You have prayed. And yet you've not seen the end of it. That is, you have not seen what you've desired happen. Do not get discouraged. God cannot fail. Believe him, trust him, and know that it is impossible for him to lie. If you hold to this, then you will see his will come to pass in your life. Be patient. And stay in faith, and you will have the victory. Say that again. Faith is believing something, being persuaded or convinced of something, and embracing something not perceived by your senses. I don't see it. I don't feel it. I can't smell it. I can't taste it. I can't touch it. I don't hear it. But I embrace it. Suppose the next morning symptoms were still there. If I allowed the symptom to tell me that it didn't work, I've lost. Before, if your thinking's wrong, your believing's gonna be wrong. <clears throat> Sometimes our thinking's formed based upon some experience we had. I've done, I've tried to talk to people before about different things, and it's not always healing. And and they their argument is. No, I know because this, what, this is what happened the last time I tried that. Simply put, just put it in a simple, simple way. Faith, the simplest definition I ever heard of faith is faith is believing that God told the truth. I believe. That amen, amen, amen. Apostle, I got another version set up with some music. I'll send it over to your media team. Okay. <laughs> That I got out of some of your messages that moved me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a, a whole nother clip set up with you uh, that I will send over to your team for you. That I put to some music that really just, those clips just blessed me uh, when I was going through your messages recently. So I said, I'll put that together and let Apostle see it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, sir. So what I wanted to ask when we deal with divine healing, when we deal with miracles, and we'll get to faith in just a few moments. For the years that you've been involved, is a form of demonic deliverance necessary in order for people to receive the healing that they're believing God for? Sometimes. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good now listen to this, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Yes, sir. 
for God was with him. God considers sickness and disease oppression of the devil. Now you have to understand though, Satan, the devil, is behind all sickness and all disease, directly or indirectly. Now let me explain that. Yes, sir. When I say directly, that means there is a specific demon power causing the sickness. That's directly. Yes, but sir. indirectly in that, because of the fall of man, which Satan caused to happen or helped cause to happen, but he was talking to Eve, Eve was deceived. He deceived her, but Adam wasn't deceived. But he did what he wasn't supposed to do and gave the enemy access into this world to do as he's doing. Yes, sir. That's how he became the God of this world through the fall of man. Now the devil, well, if if he can, and where he can, he will bring sickness. Let me give you a perfect example. In nineteen eighty-seven, yes, sir. I was in New York ministering at a church, and there was this young lady who had been in a car accident in 1974, and her head went through the windshield. After that, she started having seizures. Now, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know anything about it. She explained all of this after I ministered to her. Yes, sir. But she started having seizures. Well, in the service, but she stood before me telling me that, you know, she had this, that she was taking, she had these seizures, taking epileptic seizures, and she, she named three types of medication she was on. And I remember her saying to me, and I was prayed for and all that, and I said, so? <laughs> so what? But the Holy Ghost said to me while she was talking, Epilepsy is a spirit. Ooh. Yes, sir. And so, so when it came time for me to minister to her, I said, oh. I said, the Lord told me epilepsy is a spirit. I put my hand on her. I said, you found devil in the name of Jesus. Come out of her now. When I said that, she fell on the floor and started having a seizure. That didn't move me at all. Yes, I sir. knew this was the devil's last hurrah on his way out. <laughs> and you see that in the ministry of Jesus. Sometimes he prayed for something. Even with the boy that 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 had the dumb, deaf and dumb spirit. Yes, sir. The father had brought him. When Jesus commanded that spirit to come out, the Bible said the spirit tear him. That boy fell out right there in front of Jesus. The devil did something on his way out. And I knew that and I remembered that. Because I told the people, I said, don't, don't be bothered. Don't, 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 don't do anything. Don't get up. Try to help on the, the devil's having his last hurrah on the way out. And that was the last seizure she ever had. Shh. Many years. She she had come down here to Columbia and testified and everything. More than 10 years afterwards. Yes, sir. She was still healed. Now here's the thing where the revelation came. 
Yes, sir. Because I, I said to the Lord later, sometime later, I said, I don't understand. He said it was a spirit. But this started happening after she had this accident. And that's when the Lord revealed to me, demons take advantage of weakened physical conditions. Facts. Yes, sir. Now, medically, they think it's just because she injured her brain or this, that, and the other, I guess. Yes, sir. What happened was, after she had that accident, a demon took advantage of that weakened physical condition and took a hold of it. Then another case, in, in our church, we had a church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes, sir. A woman came to the service. Matter of fact, I was there. I was there for three nights: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on Wednesday night, I don't even I don't remember what I talked about. It wasn't healing. But while I was up there, the Lord said to me, "Over the next two nights, I want you to teach healing and announce it to them." And I told him, I said, "The Lord just told me to teach healing over the next two nights. That's Thursday and Friday." And I announced it. So, and the reason why you want to do that is because people, you read the scripture, the Bible says they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Why is that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Talk apostle. And so I knew the way you're going to get more people healed is to get them get them in faith, get the word in them. Even in the ministry of Jesus, he didn't just walk around, walk around laying hands on everybody. That's right. Bible said he went about the cities and villages, first of all, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease among the people. So now on Thursday night was my first lesson on healing. Yes, sir. And I'm not gonna pray for people in my mind, until Friday night. Mm -hmm. So Thursday night, this woman came to me after service. She said, listen, she said, I have a friend who suffered four strokes and five heart attacks. And she's paralyzed from her waist down and have not walked in five years. As a matter of fact, this was the first Miracle of that sort that I saw in my own ministry of, of a person that type of somebody getting up out of a wheelchair. Now, since then, I've seen seen it a number of times, but that was the first time. But before that, here's what happened. I told that woman, get her here and we'll get her some faith and get her here. So now she's already missed half of what I'm going to talk about because she ain't even there yet. Right. So she comes on Friday night, and the church, she's in a wheelchair. She's in the, in the center aisle, and every once in a while, I'm watching her. She looks over her over the shoulder, over her shoulder, and over the shoulder of her friend that was sitting there while I'm teaching. She's trying to look down at her Bible. Well, make a long story short. When it came time to pray for people, I ministered to this of some other people, we had some, some members of this team, football team of the, um, at the college there, 
uh, UT Chattanooga. Yes, sir. Some, some injured football players. They all they all got healed. And then I said, "Pull this woman up." And I, I sat down on the steps of the pulpit, and they pushed her up close to me. And I took her hands in my hand and closed my eyes and started to pray. Yes, sir. Now, I knew what I was going to say. But as soon as I took her hands, the Holy Ghost said, don't hold her hands. Lay your hands on her legs and pray. I snatched away from her. And then I laid my hand, one hand on each leg above her knee. Yes, sir. And I closed my eyes again. And I said, Lord, this woman is in this condition as a result of, brother, when I said the word of, suddenly I was in the spirit. Yes, sir. And I saw a scene of, a, of the form of a body and this thing fly down and hit that body and go back up, come back down, hit that body and go back up several times. And I said, oh, I'm saying to myself, that, that was this, this attack. And the Holy Ghost told me, he said, it's a spirit of infirmity. A spirit of infirmity is a spirit of sicknesses. Yes, sir. A spirit of sickness. And let me tell you this while I'm on it, and I'll jump right back to this. So you can. A fine. spirit of, of, of infirmity can get a hold of a person, and it bring and it once that one thing get a hold of them, they start having several kinds of sicknesses coming on them. Opens up the door. Right. This one get a hold of them, and then. Invite some some others to touch that person's body, but this was one spirit. So when I heard the word, when I heard said the word of a spirit of infirmity, and I command them to come out of her in the name of Jesus. But then the Lord said to me, because remember, if you heard what I just said, this woman's in this condition as a result of a spirit of infirmity. I got that revelation in the process, and I command them to leave her in the name of Jesus. But you yes. see, I was talking to the Lord. So the Lord said to me, say again to the spirit, come out of it. And I said, you foul spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus, come out of her. When I said that, something jumped out of her legs and hit both of my, the palms of my hand at the same time. Yes, sir. And she starts going, <laughs> and pushing herself back with her feet. I said, that's it, that's it, that's it, get up, get up, get up. That woman got up, jumped up, nobody helped her. Yes, sir. And started walking in circles. And also with her that night was her son. And that boy started doing cartwheel just about in that church. He was jumping and shouting, praising God. I said, when the last time? I said, has it, when the last time? Because I'm confirming, because I heard what the woman told me. I said, when the last time you see your mother? Walking like this, has it been five years? He said, over five years, over five years. And that woman is walking in a circle. At the end of service, I watched her fold her wheelchair and push it out the door. Now that case was demonic. She suffered four strokes and five heart attacks. 
And that was as a result of a beating. But not every case. Yes, sir. And if you study the ministry of Jesus, sometimes he dealt with the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like with the boy, I was talking about the young, the, the young, the man that was, the man brought his son to Jesus. Right. Yes, sir. In Mark 9. Mm-hmm. In that case, he dealt with the spirit. It, where, wherever you see him deal with the spirit, there was a spirit there. Mm-hmm. I hear people pray, come here, devil, come on, in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Listen, if there ain't no demon there, Amen, come. that's an exercise in futility, because there ain't nothing <laughs> coming out. <laughs> you say in the name of Jesus until the cows come home. Yes, and sir. in there, so it ain't coming out. And I, I, I don't try, I only, I wait until I see what he's, what he's saying. I come, and I've had people in line, a line of people, I'm dealing with one person that have a condition and another person suffering with the same thing. In this case, a demon is there and I'm aware of it. I commanded to leave her. In the, in the other case, there's no demon. So there's no need to trying to cast a spirit out with no spirit. Yes, sir. I've heard all kind of wild things. Come out here. I command you to go back to the pit from which you came. That's right. Well, he don't listen to that because he know he's never been to the pit. And so he wasn't in no pit. So he can't go back to where he came from because he was never there in the first place. I don't know why preachers and other people try to do stuff, extra stuff that Jesus didn't even do. That's right. That's right. Didn't do it. That's right. You never saw Jesus go to any town and start speaking to demons in the air, commanding him, I'm coming into your city. Come out of this town. You, oh, Lord, God, help us. We're always doing extra stuff that have nothing to do with it. We don't have no Bible for it, just doing stuff. Sounds to them, it sounds spiritual. Yes, sir. Not spiritual, it's silly. Apostle, <laughs> let me ask a question. <laughs> In those types of services, um, is it the atmosphere that is charged by the faith of the people? Some, that's a great question. Because there is something called a corporate faith. Yes, sir. That's when you have a group, a whole bunch of people. Or it doesn't, I say a whole bunch. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch. But when you have a group of people, sir. it can actually be two or three. And that would be corporate. Two or three agreeing, that's corporate faith. It's not individual faith, it's corporate faith. But you can also have corporate unbelief. Mm. Now you can have, let's say you're in a service, the service is charged, the people are worshiping and praising and and the Spirit of God come in there and just start manifesting himself. People can come in an atmosphere like that and get healed. It don't yes. have anything to do with their faith. Doesn't have anything to do with their faith. That's right. Or say. It's the faith, it's the general or corporate faith that brought that manifestation. You remember you 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 ever read about Catherine Kuhlman? Oh, yes, sir. Now, Catherine Kuhlman had a tremendous 
absolutely tremendous miracle ministry. Yes, sir. However, if you read Catherine Kuhlman, what she, what she taught, she didn't believe in teaching people they had to have faith to be healed. And that's because a lot of people went to her services. They didn't, they were not in faith for healing and they got healed anyway. Well, the reason why that happened is, is because the gifts of the spirit were mm -hmm. in operation through her. She had gifts of healings. Yes. And she had two things working together, gifts of healings and word of knowledge. Yes, sir. You can say somebody over in this area here is being healed of cancer. She knows that by word of knowledge. But then the gift, gifts of healings is going out to bring that healing. Now, gifts of healings is, is sort of a composite gift. Yes, sir. You can have gift, a gift. You can have gifts of healings operate through you that just operate in one particular special area. Okay. Now, if you if you remember, when Philip, in Acts, Philip went down to Samaria and preached the gospel and all of that. And many people, uh, they believed what he said, both hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Yes, sir. Then it lists the miracles that that he did, if you will. Yes, sir. Demons crying out with loud voice. And many that were lame or that had palsies was healed. Palsy is creeping paralysis. Yes, sir. Notice that the miracles were locked in this area of these three people, these three conditions. Demons. That's good. People that were lame and people that had palsies. No blind. No mm -hmm. deaf and dumb. That was gifts of healings. But the gifts of healings that worked through him he had to get to heal those three kinds of things. Yes, sir. Now, Jesus had all of the gifts of healing. But we can have as many as the Holy Ghost give us. Now, one of the, the, the things I've had, the Lord has used me in, and I've had phenomenal success in getting people healed of epilepsy. Yes, sir. I've had phenomenal success in getting people healed of epilepsy. I've seen when I minister to those people, and it really, really came on after that experience back in 87. Every time I came up against one of those things, that those people got healed. I don't know a case yet that I ministered after that where they didn't receive their healing. Sir, Apostle, we have someone, and uh, her name is Sister Lindsay. We see your comment down there. Apostle will be praying for everybody tonight before we leave uh, the broadcast on this evening. We had a comment asking for prayer. Um, I, I, I know your media team is on there, so I'll let them share that with you. 
but Sister Lindsay, we see the comment. We'll certainly be praying with you. Apostle, I have a question when it comes to gifts of healings. Now, this may seem a little odd, but have, you're well-traveled. Right. Have, have you ever seen a greater outpouring of healings based on territory or location? So, so if you are overseas, no, okay. No, not based on territory or location, but I have seen greater outpourings depend upon what's going on, the atmosphere. Okay. Now, let me tell you, remember yes, that Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst? Yes, sir. If two or three are gathered, he's there. Yes, sir. And if he's there, the power of the Lord is present to heal. There's no way he's there and his power is not there. But yes, sir. whether or not you're going to receive that is a whole different discussion. I'm about to hit it next. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I think you teed it up, Apostle. <laughs> and when the man was brought to, to the house, and I, this may be controversial because I won't get it. I believe that was Jesus' house that he was in. You know, he did live in Capernaum. Yes, sir. But, uh, when they start taking the roof apart and all that, and let the man down. Before that happened, the Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. All those doctors of the Lord, all those people. The man got healed. The power of the Lord was present to heal them, but none of them got healed. The one that got healed was the man that came that with his friends, letting them down through the roof, through the ceiling. What made the difference? Faith, faith, believing. Amen. Like, like I, in the clip you played, one thing that I said, faith is being fully persuaded of something that has not been revealed to your senses. Uh. I can't I can't see it, I can't feel it, and all of that. Now you was talking a little while ago about people, the Spirit of God came upon you, and you're talking about people that people that have symptoms. Yes, sir. Now let me tell you one of the things that'll hold those people in that state and keep them from receiving. Focusing on their symptoms. What did the Bible say about Abraham? And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Yes, sir. Now dead. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, if you think about it, Sarah's womb was dead when she was young. So even in childbearing years, she couldn't have children. So something was wrong with her. So in childbearing, now she's old on top of that. 90 years old. It is scientifically impossible for that to happen. But Abraham, and by the way, when God first promised Abraham this, this was 25 years earlier. Abraham waited 25 years for that manifestation. 
But the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Yes, sir. How do we know he was strong in faith? Giving glory to God. What does that mean? The Bible says, whoso offereth praise glorifies me. Giving glory to God means praising him. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So he didn't consider. He wouldn't look at how he felt. He wouldn't look at how old he was. He wouldn't look at or consider how old his wife was. He could have sat there and thought about that. And said, oh, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. Well, some people do the same thing. They keep talking about what hurt. Oh, yeah, I know, I know that, but it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. I know, I know it says that, but as long as you are focused on that, listen, let me say this. Yes, sir. The thing you focus on is the thing you empower. The thing you focus on is the thing you empower. And here's something else. The thing you focus on is the thing you become sensitive to. And the thing you ignore is the thing you become hardened to. And some people are sensitive to how they feel and hardened to the word of God. Talk apostle. Amen. So, 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 stop focusing on how you feel. Start saying, I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved only by what I believe, and I believe God that it is, even as he has said. It is, as he has said. With his stripes, I am healed, not going to be healed. You ever pray for somebody? I, I, I'm sure you have. Yes, sir. I'm sure you prayed for the sick before. Yes, sir. And then after church, somebody come up and say, Pastor, keep praying for me. I know you, I know. I know, because I've had the same thing. That's unbelief. Mm. That person is in unbelief. Keep praying for me. What for? What for? What do we want to keep praying for? You got the healing. You believe you received the healing. You want me to keep praying. That's in unbelief. If I, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. Somebody said, if you pray for something a hundred times and you finally get it 99 times, you didn't believe it. <laughs> That's good. Well, you don't need to, and you don't have to beg for it. Begging and pleading and fasting and all that. See, some people, I remember when we, when we were kids, we would get you and twist your arm, you know, somebody would be pulling around. And you get somebody and you twist their arm and make them say, say uncle, say uncle. Yes, sir. You keep holding their arm and they, 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 they say, uncle, uncle. Some people try to do that to the Lord. Oh, God, heal me. Oh, God, oh, God. They don't feel any better, don't see any difference. Then they, okay, then if you ain't won't do it, then, then let me fast. Mm. And by the way. Uh-oh. What apostle, come on. Come on. This thing about 
fasting to get more power is unscriptural. Okay. And this thing about fasting to cast certain demons out is unscriptural. Okay. It's unscriptural. When Jesus said this kind come out only by prayer and fasting, he wasn't talking about this kind of demon. Mm. He's talking about this kind of unbelief. Wow. This kind of unbelief. I'm going to get into that next time. I, you know, when our next Wednesday Bible study, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to be talking about it. Won't be this Wednesday coming. Being thanks next Thanksgiving, but the following week, next week, I'm going to talk about it. Kinds of unbelief. And there are certain kinds of unbelief. I'm going to show from the scripture. There are kinds of unbelief. And there is a natural unbelief. That is an unbelief that is derived from the senses. Mm -hmm. What I'm feeling. See, a lot of people go by what they feel. That's right. Now, you pray for somebody and say, all right, are you healed? Well, by faith I am. That's unbelief. That's unbelief. That's unbelief. Why you got to throw in by faith I am? By, by, by faith I am. No, you're not. Because that's why you threw that in there. Mm. By faith I am. Are you healed? If you really believe you're healed, you say yes. If somebody say by faith I am, that means what they're going by is how they feel at the moment. Are you healed? By faith I am, man, go sit down. I don't mean to be mean or nothing. Uh, yes, sir. But but you're not. Why are you throwing that in there? You either got it or you don't have it. Now notice what Jesus said. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. That word receive means take. And you shall have them. And when shall you have them after you believe that you take it? When should you believe that you take it when you pray? If you believe you receive it. And sometimes the devil, you know, the devil is a lawbreaker. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to make you think that it doesn't work. Or mm -hmm. it's not working. I told, I told somebody, you know, I, I said this in teaching years ago. I said, let me show you what faith is. Let me give you an example of faith. Your child is sick, burning with a fever. You go in the, in the room with your child. You rebuke that thing. You pray, lay hands on that child. And you, when you finish, you go out there and close the door and you don't go back in there. If you keep going in there, what are you doing? Check. What are you checking? To see if it worked. If you believe it, that's done. This is done. This is done. done. If you believe it, it's done. If you're convinced that it's done, then the symptom is a lie. 
The symptom is the lie. The word is true. His word says I'm healed, and that's what I believe. I don't care what the symptom said, what the doctor said, what the test said. I've had so many people come over the years. Oh, I got to go for a test. Oh, Pastor, pray. Pray that the test, everything, you know, come out a certain way that the test come out. If, if, it's, if it's something that they want to be negative, it'll be negative, you know. I said, you're asking for the wrong thing. What if I prayed for the test to come out the way you said, but the test came out that way, but it was a false positive or false negative. You would still have it. You got your focus on the wrong thing. Forget the test. Go by what the word said. I don't care if the test came back and said you got two days to live. What do you believe? What does the word say? What does the word say? So, Apostle, would you say that's probably, and I'm thinking that's what you're leading up to, the, 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 the number one reason. I didn't mean to cut you off mid-thought either. The number one, because I'm certain there are people watching or there'll be someone on the replay that will see this or hear this, and they'll say, well, I'm, I know what the Bible says, but why am I still sick? If it's, if it really works, why 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 aren't I why why am I not healed? Let me tell you. So I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, sir. Here is the number one reason. I did I say number two? No. Did I say number five? No. Number one. Number one. And I know a lot of people think I'm going to say faith. Not really. Okay. Suppose, you know, we down here in the South. Yes, sir. I'm from, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So we ain't had that. We, I ain't seen no gardens up in New York. Yeah, unless you go upstate. You go upstate, you'll see farms. Certain parts of New Jersey, you see farms and stuff like that. Ain't nobody had no God. But I know I know about a little bit about God. I mean a very little. I've never tried to work anything or do anything. And and there's another verse going to that one. I'm not planning to try. <laughs> but I know this much. Let's say you decide that you want to start a garden. And you said, okay, I'm, I want some okra and some tomatoes, and some cabbage. Mm -hmm. And you get the area ready that you're gonna, that this is gonna be in. And you stand there and say in the name of Jesus, yeah. Father, I'm believing, and you're God, and you can do anything. The Bible says, all things are possible to him that believe. And I just believe that you can give me some corn and okra and cabbage in this garden. In the name of Jesus. You think any okra coming up? No. Cabbage? No. No, sir. Not at all. 
All right, so that didn't work. Let me go fast and pray then. I'm gonna fast now. Yes, sir. I'm gonna fast. I wish I had some okra and some tomatoes and some whatever. Oh God, that's how people do healing. Okay. They are okay. praying, fasting, begging, but they're trying to receive a crop where they've never planted seed. Mm. You got to get the seed in you. Yes, sir. That is the word. The seed is the word. And let me tell you something. The Lord was talking to me about this about three or four days ago about how people fail to receive because of their own laziness. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Talk about it. And refusal to do what's necessary. Now, here it is. You need healing. I've seen it happen. I've, I've given people tapes when we had, um, you know, cassettes, when the cassettes was out. Yes, CDs. I've given people books. You give them a book. I know they need they need this. You give them a book. Then you ask them a month later. You read the book? Well, I started it. The information they need is in the book. But they're too lazy to read the book and get that information out. They want it easy. They want, no, no, I don't want to have to read anything. I don't want to have to listen to anything. I don't want to have to do anything. I just want you to touch me and lay your hand on me because you've got the gift. You can't tell me. You can't. Yes, I have a gift, but I don't turn it on and off at will. Right. And no other preacher does either. That's why I don't care whose ministry is it. Benny Hinn, Catherine Coleman, Apostle Lord Drew Rose Skinner, Dana Holmes, A.A. Allen, I don't care who it is. A percentage of the people receive healing. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Now, some of those guys, A. Allen and Shambach, and some of those guys used to have, even when they had their tents and all that, they used to have a day session. That's right. All Roberts. They used to have something in the daytime. And people that were going to be healed, wanted healing, had to go to those services. And that's where they would receive a healing call. I was telling my wife the other day, when I start doing meetings and larger meetings, I'm gonna start doing that. Yes, sir. They need to come and hear something because we need to get something in the people. That's right. Most people are seeking healing, are unprepared to receive healing. Wow. That's a good apostle. Most people desiring healing, trying to receive healing, are unprepared. They don't know anything about the word, what it does. They don't know if they have a right to it. I'm just believing God. What are you basing it on? I'm just basing it on the word. See, but I'm a little different because when I talk to people, we're going to get down with it. Yes, sir. I'm just believing the word. I said, okay, give me give me more. What 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 are you standing on? Some people love, I'm not standing on any any scripture in particular. That's what you're gonna get as far as healing is concerned. None in particular. 
You don't have anything you're standing on. You don't know the scriptures. You don't know what the word promises you. You're praying and you're hoping, wishing and hoping, wishing and praying, praying and hoping. You're not sure God wants you to be healed. You're praying, Lord, if it be thy will. Mm. Heal me, oh God, if it be your will. And some people are arguing with you. If God wants me healed, he'll heal me. Now that's mm. ridiculous. Help us, Apostle. Help us. God, if God wants the world saved, then he does. Why don't he save me? Why don't he just make it just save everybody? Because he can't. There are two things God needs from you in order to have his way in your life. One, he needs your permission. Uh. And two, he needs your participation. You're not all going to sit on the sideline and God just do something. You've got to cooperate with him. I, um, I made us, uh, we, we, it's a CD now, but when it was a cassette years ago, yes, sir. a friend of mine was sick. And um, I, I, um, he was he was in bad shape. And his daughter called me, and uh, said, "My daddy's not doing well and all that." But before that, yeah, yeah, I did call him. I called him. I called him and prayed with him. I called him. And I got on my knees on the phone with him praying. And the Lord spoke to me and said, make a special tape for him that he can use. And I, tell, I told him, I said, I'm going to make, I'm going to send you something. I'm going to make a special tape where I'm praying and making confessions and I want you to say, I said, I'm going to put your name in it. I said, now I want you to listen to this. Back then, it was a cassette. I said, you got one of those auto reverse cassette players. I said, I want it playing all the time, even while you're sleeping. You can turn it down a little bit, but I want you to, I want you to sleep. I want even fall asleep. I said, your spirit is not asleep. You are. And it will pick up something. I want you to play it over and over and over and over. So then, then um, I get a call. And he tells me, he said, in fact, he told me, he said, brother, I'm trying to position myself in the bed that when my daughter comes in and find me, it'll be the least shocking. He's ready to die. I said, what are you going to do that for? So, so my wife suggested, why don't you go? I mean, it's, you know, take about 10, 12 hours, 11 hours to get there. She said, why don't you just get in the car and go? Well, I, and I was thinking of doing that. But the Lord said to me, you don't have to go. Tell him to play the tape. He has not played it. 
I said, brother, did you play the tape I gave you? He said, no, no. I said, well, listen, you play it and do it the way I told you to. That's right. And so I let, I said, when we hung up, I said, I'm going to give him a couple of days before I call him back. I called him back a few days later, and he said, these were his words to me. He said, brother, if I had a room full of dying people and I played this tape for them, they would all get up and walk out of there. My Lord. That's what happened to me. I said, wow. So he said, you need to make something like that. He said, I know you did that for me. You got my name in it. You need to make something like that, that everybody can have. And I took that as a word from the Lord. And I did. And I created, I did something. And we called it ministering divine healing to, to your body. And those things were selling like hotcakes. And I wasn't concerned about that. I'm, I wasn't interested in that. I just wanted it in the hands of the people. But people get it. Don't do what, it's, what they're supposed to do. I'm the one that created the thing. Don't, don't you think I know how you're supposed to do it? Like, I, let's say I create something. I say, this is how this works. You turn this, you touch that, you turn this switch on, and you, I give it to you and you say, I heard he said, turn this and turn that and put that. On. I don't feel like doing all that. Then it won't work for you. I handed people books. I heard the other thing. I had a, I had a healing school that we had. I've given it away to people. And, I, and, and, and to be honest with you, in some cases, I regret doing it because they did not appreciate it. Wow. I, know, I, know I learned this. When people have to pay for something, they're a little more appreciative. Yes, sir. They value it a little more than when you just give it to them. Yes, sir. The Lord tried to help me with that years ago. He said, when you, you go to the doctor, the doctor don't give them medicine. He writes a prescription, and then they can go get it. That's right. Is that you know, because you're trying to show me something, people don't want to do anything. Wow. They don't want to plant the seeds. They don't want to do what it is that's necessary to get it in them. And the Lord was talking to me about this the other day. He said, now you have, because now when we do, like we did a healing conference the other week. Yes, sir. A day session. And I'm always going to do that when I have a healing conference or a, a healing campaign. We're going to have a morning session. I went back and found some things the Lord spoke to me years ago where he told me to do that. Because what he said to me years ago in August of 97, as you know, many are not healed and will not be healed without proper guidance and instruction for my eternal work. That's the key. But people, well, I'm gonna try to make it out one night. I'll see if it's the Lord's will. Come on now. Don't lie on the Lord. It ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. It's your will that's holding it up. You're the one in need, but you're gonna, I'm gonna try to make it out one night. If it was a ball game, 
<laughs> something that your child had to go to. Your child is in sports. If they had three games in a row, you'd be right there. But you can't come out conse consecutively more than one night to hear what you need to hear to get the word in you. You just want somebody to lay hands on you. Most people are not going to get it because there's no seed in them. Wow. They don't know it belongs. I mean, know it belongs to them. So they come in hoping. So you tell them, do this. They won't do it. Well, we have a morning, morning session. Well, um, I um well, I can't come in the morning because. <laughs> well, I, I work. How about how about one time, one of these times when you know the meeting's going to come? Say, you know what? I'm going to take some days off. That's right. That's right. Take days off to go to the beach. Take days off to go see your daughter across the country or your friend or whatever. Take some time off. It's not that important to people. They just want to do it. They think that they can make God do it the way they want him to do it. But they can't. That's the problem. Too lazy and unwilling to do what is necessary. If you had a service and you said, listen, I'm going to, we're going to be here. Our service started at 7 o'clock. At 6.30, I'm going to be given $100 to the first so many people that come in. You're going to have people at the door at 5.15. You don't plan to give no money until 6.30. You think they won't be there? They'll be there. The needy and the greedy will be there for that $100. And you say, now, if you come every night, I'm going to double up. You think, you think they'll say, well, I don't feel like it. I ain't. No. No, 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 no. Here's why. And I've said this before. Some people are not sick enough to get Ooh. They're not sick enough to get healed. That's good. They want another night with the frogs. If I got to do all that, I'll just, because uh, I, don't, I don't believe that. Well, what do you believe? All right, well, how's it working for you? I just don't believe, I just don't believe I got to do all of that. I don't care what they say. Well, okay. Have it your way. Let's see you get healed. Let's see you get healed and you don't participate. Let's see you get healed and you don't get this word in. Let me see it. And even when people do get healed, sometimes because they're in the atmosphere where it's such a, it's so charged that they just get something. And other times, gifts of the spirit operate, they don't keep it. Yes, sir. They don't keep it. Why? Because it was not their faith that got it in the first place. If your faith can get it, your faith can keep it. If you didn't get it by faith, by your faith, and you don't do something to get 
to develop your faith and learn the word because faith comes by hearing the word. If you don't, the enemy's going to come knocking at the door. Now, let me give you one thing. Yes, sir. We were talking about demons, right? Yes, sir. Now, suppose the thing that a person was suffering with was the cause of a demon. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus say that demons do when they go out of a person? Go back. Jesus said, when the spirit goes out of a man, he walks through dry places, singing, seeking rest, and find none. He says to himself, I'll go back to my house. Won't the devil have some nerve? Call it your body, his house. House. I'll go back to my house from whence I came. And he goes and see it swept, empty and garnished, and goes and gets seven more spirits, more wicked than himself. And they all enter in. And the state of that man is worse than it was at first. I've seen people get healed through the manifestation of gifts, mm -hmm. but they didn't keep it. Wow. They did not keep it. I went to, uh, I was preaching in Trinidad, and the pastor and myself was riding down the street one day. We saw these posters where they used to put these big posters up about this, this man of God, Archbishop Vincent Idahosa. He was from Nigeria. And he uh, had he had been in this place. And the pastor was telling me about how he, when he was there, people was getting healed. They had a pile of crutches, canes, wheelchairs, all kind of stuff where people got healed. But within six weeks, I'm back. Most of those people had lost it. Why? Because he was operating by his gift. And they didn't do anything to develop their faith so that they can have it for themselves. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I ministered to a woman back in 91, a 91 here in Columbia. At, at a church called Word of Life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ministered there. There's a woman, excuse me, who came in a wheelchair. And I, when I said, what's wrong? She said, I can stand, but I can't walk. Mm. I said, all right, stand up. When she stood, I laid my hands on her. Power yes. God fell on her, and she fell in the floor. I went on ministering to other people, and the Holy Ghost said, she's ready. I turned around and said, the Lord said, she's ready. Woman, stand up. She was over in the corner. I said, now come to me. And she came walking to me. And I walked all around that church. We were having day sessions. It was in April of 91. And then uh, when we, uh, the next morning, that woman was there. And she testified of what happened the night before. She said, 
Her husband always, if they her and her daughter go somewhere, her husband waits. And when she when they get home, he gets up and go get the wheelchair out of the trunk, put her in and help her in the house. The night before, they went when they got home, the daughter walked in first. The father was sitting, the woman's husband was sitting reading the paper. And when he saw his daughter walk in, he jumped up. And the daughter said, Daddy, you don't, you don't, you don't have to help Mama. Mama got healed tonight. And then here she came walking in right behind me. Yes, sir. Now, about six weeks or so later, the same man of God, Archbishop Benzanita Hosea, was there in that same church. And he was there. I was sitting. I was in there. I was in the service, sitting up front. And I noticed when he was mentioned. I saw this woman coming in. She was on a walker. She was walking, but with a walker. And I said to her, "Woman, what are you doing on this walker?" She said, "Pastor Holmes, I know the Lord healed me, but that but the devil just won't leave me alone." That made me know. She was not healed by her faith. It was my gift. She was unable to keep it because she didn't understand what her rights were. And the devil is always going to try to take from you what you receive. Always. Always. That's why you need to know your rights so you can take your stand in faith. Take your stand in faith. In the name of Jesus. Apostle. Yes, sir. What happened is what we knew was going to happen in the green room. <laughs> I literally got out three questions because we haven't even really gotten to faith yet. How <laughs> faith and miracles and healing all work together. It's right at 830. And I want to give you still want to give you the space to uh, do what the Lord told you to do on the broadcast tonight as far as prayer and everything else. Okay. Yes, sir. So I'm going to give you the last of the of the broadcast tonight. Um, I'm sitting here, I like I do all sessions, like a little kid listening and absorbing. So this has been some rich teaching. I'm just sitting here. One of the things that really blew me away tonight, uh, permission and participation. Absolutely. What the Spirit of God needs. I, it, and then I, would, I wish we had more time where we could go back and really deal with the, the healing that came through gifting versus knowing your rights through faith. Right. 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 Because when you understand your when you learn it and understand that it's your right. See, a lot of people don't understand it is your kingdom right. It is your godly right. As a believer, as a born-again believer, he took our infirmity. He bore our sicknesses. If he bore it, I don't have to bear it. If he bore it, you don't have to bear it. Teach apostle. But you have to be convinced. You got to be convinced. You got to be convinced. Stop letting your body tell you whether or not the word of God is true. That's it. People pray and then keep checking their body. Is it gone yet? Is it gone yet? They read the scripture and quote it and say, is that true, body? And your body said, no. You sick as a dog. 
And another another thing, and That's we're going to pray in a second, but That's another it. thing that happens, some people don't get healed because they like the attention they get being sick. They like the pity. They like being fussed over. And they don't really want to give that up. Because now I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to do it on my own now. They like to be waited on. I'm willing to do what they need to do. Praise uh, God. Listen, uh, this is Pastor Kelvin. We about to, I'm about to turn this over to Apostle. Let him wrap up in just a few moments. My name is Pastor Kelvin Steele, the host of A Pastor's Perspective podcast. Thank you all. A full gospel family for tuning in tonight. Thank you for my KWCI family tuning in tonight. And I saw some new names pop in on the chat tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, something I learned a long time ago when wisdom is speaking, sometimes you just need to be quiet. So I didn't have much to say while wisdom was speaking. Um, and that's what it is tonight. If you would do me the honor, if you are streaming from my ministry page, take a moment, like, and subscribe. Or otherwise, if you would go to Anchor FM or I, uh, excuse me, or iTunes, you can download the audio version of this podcast. This broadcast will be downloaded and uploaded to the audio broadcast for you to stream again uh, by tomorrow afternoon, so you can sit down and listen to all of the wisdom that this great man of God poured out. It will also be on the Full Gospels page as well, so you can go back and review it again because this is wisdom being poured out on tonight. So thank you all for tuning in on this evening. Apostle, I shared one uh, testimony that I had in the green room with you. I can remember uh, when I was a young boy, I suffered with asthma really bad, really, really bad. And um, the odd thing about asthma growing up in the 80s is everybody smoked cigarettes and it didn't matter if you had it or not. And I can remember having a severe attack and my mother had taken me to the emergency room time and time again. And this particular occasion, uh, an asthma attack came. I think I was maybe in the second grade or a little younger. And mom came into the room and she laid hands on me that night. Now, I got, I got a, it may make you laugh a little bit. She grabbed that extra virgin olive oil. And I was as slick as a, as a piece of bacon coming out the pan. By the time my mother finished praying in faith over me, that's been well over, has to be over 40 years now. I have never experienced asthma ever again in any scenario, whether it was uh, allergy, whether it was any type of environment. Mm -hmm. And I just, for people that are on tonight as Apostle was teaching and pouring out, uh, two or three are gathered. There are at least 40 on here tonight that we believe that God can do and will do anything according to your faith. So that's Pastor Kelvin's little spiel and testimony on tonight. I just believe God and I know that the man of God has some things he has to share and pray as well. So, Apostle, I'm going to be silent and turn it over to you for the remainder of the broadcast. All right. Praise God. Uh, earlier, uh, a few hours ago, earlier this, this evening, really this afternoon, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, there's a woman that is going to be watching tonight that have had, that's been having 
problems with her stomach. It's been troubling her for some time. He said, I'm going to heal her tonight. That's why I told you. And, and if they're watching, they can put it on comments because the Lord is healing. So I'm going to pray. And even if you're not that person, And you have something wrong with yours. Just take it. Take it. Don't sit there and say, I want to talk about me because you know my stomach. Yes, it's talking about you. But it could be talking about somebody else. It could be talking about both of you. How big is God? Can he do it? Do heal more than one at a time? Sometimes God will call out something like that. And there could be a hundred people having the same problem. And every one of them that'll take hold of it will receive. So I'm going to pray anybody that's there having any kind of issue, want healing right now. I know one person said they wanted prayer. I don't, you know, I can't see that. And so I don't know what they wanted prayer for. I'm not going to ask what that is. But whatever you need healing for, let us, let us pray. The power of God is going to be released here today, right now. Now, Father, I thank you, first of all, for your holy word. Thank you for Jesus and what he did for us. Thank you, Father, that he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Thank you that the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are here. So in the mighty name of Jesus and on the authority of your word, I pray for all of these that are stretching their hand forth toward this, toward their screen or holding their device and whatever they're holding and watching as a point of contact. Father, I thank you for stretching forth your hand. Thank you for healing. Oh, yeah, there we go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Glory to God. I see that in that, that, that uh, the stomach issue, a lot of vomiting going on. The Lord's healing you right now. Be healed. Be made whole. Whatever the condition is in your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, receive your healing now. The Lord Jesus Christ makes you whole. I release the healing power of God, that anointing, all that I'm anointed with. I release it in the name of Jesus. I come against every devil, whole in any person's body. By the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the authority of the precious blood of Jesus, I command you to loose that man, loose that woman, loose that child. Take your hands off that person right now in the name of Jesus. Leave them and do not return. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, the Lord said, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about you talked about having asthma when you was a child. There's somebody on here. A child has somebody's child who suffers with that right now. In the name of Jesus. 
be healed. Little boy, be healed. Be healed. Mother, stop worrying. Call it done. Start praising God right now for your child's healing. Start praising him right now. The work is done in Jesus' name. Give God the praise and let us know what God is doing for you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Arthritis, be healed. Pain in your wrists. Oh yeah, be healed. Your heart, someone's heart is beating. The beating of your heart is not, is the rhythm is not good. The Lord's healing you. Take hold of the healing. Take hold of your healing in Jesus' holy name. And let's just give God praise for what he has done and is doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. As the man of God has said on tonight, as you receive your, your healings, please let the ministry know. Amen. Please let the ministry know. Please let the ministry know. Thank you, Jesus. Apostle, if you give me just 60 seconds of grace. Uh, and for that individual or individuals that have been dealing with night torments, as Apostle was praying, even now in the name of Jesus, we decree that you will rest tonight. Your mind racing early in the morning, just popping you up out of sleep, torment for no reason at all. We decree and declare on tonight that peace will be your portion in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that you will rest on this evening. And when you go to sleep tonight, you'll wake up re-energized re and filled with rest and peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Apostle, we praise God for you. My son, I'll tell you the next testimony in the green room. I don't know if my wife would want me to share everything just publicly yet, but we praise God for you, man of God, we praise God for who you are. We praise God for 50 years of you doing what you are doing. And we just honor God for you. And I can't say thank you enough. Uh, thank you. I feel the spirit. So I'm trying to get out of here. Amen. So y'all take your own tonight. Apostle, did you have any last words tonight before we leave this evening? I want to, um, you, you, you did something. You prayed. Or the woman or the individual the Lord the Lord showed you having these night terrors you call them. yes sir and that was a good thing but let's rebuke that thing yes sir yes sir let's make that thing leave yes sir foul devil causing these night terrors causing the woman to be troubled even up to early in the morning. You've been there long enough. Command you right now to leave her. Leave her right now and do not return in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And, and we, we pray and that's a good thing. And that's a wonderful thing that God answers our prayers. I was just impressed. Deal with that demon. Yes, sir. 
deal with them. Amen. Amen. Listen, we love everybody who, if you got, don't don't be shy. Share. Let us know that was you, or you got healed of something. Let us know. I know what the Lord told me. Period. And sometimes you have to remember they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Sometimes people are too ashamed or embarrassed to say I had this and it's gone. That's why they can't keep it sometimes or can't take hold of it. If that was you, I don't care how you feel. Not, we're not going by how you feel. Stop letting your body tell you how you feel. Tell your body how we feel. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And I, God bless you and I thank you for this opportunity. Yes, sir. Always an honor. For those of you that are on tonight, we thank you so much for being on and sticking with us. I promise you every minute of this was a blessing tonight. So we praise God for his son Jesus. We thank God for his apostle. And as always, everybody, until we speak, peace abide.